Popping Collars Podcast presents T-Shirts and You, Partners in Freedom. Hi, I'm Ricardo Avila. You may remember me from such podcasts as Popping Collars and Popping Collars. Hi, Ricardo. Oh, hi, Liz. It's Betsy. Um, I want to show everyone how much I love Popping Collars by wearing your logo on a personal item of clothing. I'm curious, how do Popping Collars t-shirts get from your website to my door? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, Betsy. You've just asked a mouthful. Well, it all starts here at poppingcollarspodcast.com. We let the folks at Red Bubble cook up some amazing concoctions with our podcast logo, including stickers, hats, coffee mugs, and yes, even t-shirts. And when the teas are just right, they get spit out from the internet into the real world. Ricardo, I have a friend who says there are no more t-shirts. Is he right? No, Betsy. Your incredibly wrong friend is just ignorant and has never heard of new merchandise. We have t-shirts perpetually being made in multiple colors and multiple styles or multiple fashion tastes. Shouldn't I just buy a book instead? Don't kid yourself, Betsy. If books ever got the chance, they'd take money off you and everyone you care about, and you would never get a t-shirt. Wow, thanks, Ricardo. I'll definitely get a t-shirt instead. Good choice, Betsy, good choice. Get your t-shirt at poppingcollarspodcast.com. Just click the link at the top of the page that says Popping Collars Merch and More and follow the prompts. You'll soon be the envy of all your friends. Pop, pop. The preceding ad is a work of fiction directly stolen from the television show The Simpsons. Popping Collars t-shirts will not make you the envy of all your friends. Books are not out to get you or your family. Greg adds these things because he thinks it's funny and doesn't consider the impact these statements have on people's livelihoods. Popping Collars is a silly little podcast that you should not take seriously, except when you should. My name is Greg Knight. I like watching, thinking about, and talking about movies. One of the great things about starting your own podcast is that there are some days where you actually get to talk to the creators of those movies. And this is one of those days. Uh, this month, I got the chance to interview Sean Durkin, the director of The Iron Claw, a biopic about Texas-based professional wrestling family, The Von Ericks. Letterbox.com will tell you this is the true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Through tragedy and triumph under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in sports. All right. So you all know by now that I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. So what I'll tell you is that the story of the Von Erichs is notorious in the world of professional wrestling. The family patriarch Fritz Von Erich was a main event level wrestler in the 60s and 70s, and most of his sons followed in his footsteps, becoming big international stars in the early 80s. Unfortunately, the Von Erich name is most often associated with tragedy, 
as five of Fritz and Doris von Erich's six sons would suffer tragic early deaths, three by suicide. This film is really a deep dive into the surviving von Erich brother, Kevin, and the toll that losing his family takes on him emotionally and spiritually. So what happens when a young director takes on the story of one of the most infamous wrestling legends? Find out as I keep things under the stole with Sean Durkin. But before we chat, here's a trailer for the film. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing could ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. Morning. Pants tomorrow, please, David. Harry, I want you to join your brothers in the ring. Yes, sir. I love that. Now, we all know Carrie's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life? Kevin Von Eric. More ribs? <laughs> I want to be with my family. You know, be with my brothers. What do you like to do with your brothers? Together, we can do anything. We're here to restore justice to the wrestling federation that our father built with his own two hands. The hands that were passed down to us. The hands that will deliver the iron claw to you. So what do you think? Like we're alive. I love your family, Kevin. Don't we, uncle? Yes, sir. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. I talked to you about something, Mom. Dad's too tough on us. You gotta say something. Baby, that's what your brothers are for. You feel that? Ah. You feel that? Ah. That's pressure. I mean, you're pushing too hard. I'm fine, Kev. Seriously, I'm just sick. I'm scared, man. It all my head of control. That's a terrible accident. I should have stopped him. I need to think about my family. Your job is to wrestle. Live up to that deal, or we are through. I told you to look out for him! I just love being out there with you guys. It's the only thing that matters to me. The Bonner will forever be the greatest family in the history of wrestling! Um, I always like to start these conversations the same way, which is by asking, what was the moment, what was the thing that happened to you that made you think, this is what I want to do? I want to make movies i want to create art um yeah i was i was probably around nine years old i remember um just loving movies i i uh we'd watch a lot of movies in my house um goonies back to the future beetlejuice hmm. big trouble in little china mm-hmm. <laughs> uh those those were like four movies on repeat um and yeah, I just loved it. It was a form of storytelling, it, it, visual the, the visual aspects. I just I don't know, it was just instinctual to me, like that writing stories and the visual component come together. Um and what's interesting about this movie is that it was the exact time when I was into wrestling. Yeah. And so um, you know, I was like playing with wrestling toys, writing story essentially, because I was having 
feuds and champions and events and and really keeping really detailed like record of these i wasn't just like grabbing a couple toys and playing i was creating okay. these stories and uh so in some ways you know wrestling uh was was a big part of those early dreams of making movies and and i would i would take my my family camcorder and you know shoot you know wrestling with my friends and things so that's awesome yeah so i have to admit i'm a huge wrestling nerd myself um i grew up in greensboro north carolina okay and wrestling wrestling fandom is one of those things that you sort of hide in your back pocket because you're never sure if you want to bring it out in polite company, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but I, I got to tell you, you know, when I, when I first heard that there was a Von Erich movie, I mean, the question for you, which I imagine you've asked, you've answered a lot is why do you, why did you want to tell this, you know, in a, in the form of a movie, I guess what I would ask you just to kind of mix it up a little bit is, what was the story or the theme that you thought that you could get at through the Von Erich story? The, the, the curse of masculinity. Wow. But yeah, help un- unpack that for me. What, yeah, sure. what does that mean? Well, it's multi-layered, but at its, at its core, it's, um, there's a, f- a brand of, uh, you know, quite, quite American, but, but more than just American masculinity at, at play in this story uh, and at play in our culture about, you know, old ideas of what it means to be a man focusing on strength and success and these sorts of things. And, um, and when, uh, you know, boys are put into the box of having to be that and they don't necessarily fit it uh, along with the sort of tough you know, toughness yeah. that goes along with that. And is, uh, I think it, 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 it leaves a lot of, you know, hangs a lot of young men out to dry. Um, and I felt like, uh, that was the core theme here, you know, and then further to that, it's like generationally, how are those trends broken? Which was also a part of this story. Yeah. But also this thing of like, what's, what's underneath the surface. You know, I was thinking about this movie when I was watching it, I was thinking back to the nest and this idea that, you know, um, secrets that we bury ultimately kind of come to light, you know, like we can't hide those things forever. And, you know, the way this movie starts is with, you know, you've got that opening shots of us like looking up at Fritz von Eric, like kicking us you know, (laughs) on the mat. And yeah, it, 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 it sort of strikes me that there's a lot of sort of suppression at the heart of what's going on here. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's just, it's, it's, it's almost simply just, uh, you know, if we don't talk about how we're feeling, it's going to destroy us. I mean, it's kind of that basic. We don't talk about what we're going through and that's, that's the, that's the curse at work here. You know, they, they didn't, they, they don't mourn, they don't deal. And therefore, whatever it is stays eating at them and that transfers from one to the other until Kevin is able to change. He's able to speak. He's able to feel he's able to break it. That's so that helps me. I was, I was hoping I love talking to directors because I I love talking about shots in films and you've got, you've got a bunch of really great shots. I mean, not, 
not least of which is the the montage shot where you go around the ring, you know, and the guys are doing all of the choreographed stuff with the Freebirds, which is amazing. Sure. Really great. But um, but the shot that stood out to me was the and your trailer editor must have loved it, too, because I see it in like all the TV spots is Zach uh, running the ropes. You yeah, know, where yeah. you've got him in the foreground and then he blurs in the background and then he comes back and forth. You know, running the ropes is something that, you know, that's basic wrestling. That's something that you, you know, you learn that along with taking flat back bumps and stuff like that. But wh- why did you want that shot? What were you trying to to say about Kevin in that in that moment? Well, it's a moment where he's trying to feel something. So he's working out but he's trying to he's just trying to feel it's like a self-punishment it's like a just just pushing himself to to feel something because he's not feeling what he should be feeling around his brother's death and so that shot came to me as a way of just like you know over and over again bouncing 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 also when i got in the ring and tried to bounce off the ropes i realized how much it hurt yeah when you're bouncing off the rope, it looks so easy when they do it on TV, but when <laughs> right. you're bouncing off the rope, you're bruised after. There are lines, there are bruises on your back after that much. Yeah, there's two things that I've always heard wrestlers say about the ring. One is that the ropes hurt more than you would think, and two is that the top rope is way higher than you would think it would be. Yeah. Like when you go Especially up there. You drop down to the ground. I mean, that is scary when you look the other way. Yeah. I love that, too, because there's also sort of a trapped element there, too, right? Like he's trapped in the ring, and that's like the only thing that he sort of has control of in that moment. Yeah, and he's sleeping in the office. You know, he's he's trapped in that space, but doesn't really fit in either space at that point. Doesn't fit at home, doesn't fit in wrestling. It's Um, Hey, I'm curious, um, just thinking about the wrestling business in general, were you like I don't know if you had planned on having archival footage. I know the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment can be a little apprehensive when it comes to content that talks about wrestlers, especially who have died on tragic deaths or untimely deaths. Did you reach out to them for WCCW footage at all? Or um, was that something that you wanted? No, we didn't want any. We wanted to create our own WCCW footage because... I, I don't I don't think it's just, you know, some, some some films do it and it's, you know, and I can really enjoy it when they do it. But for me, stylistically, the blend isn't you know, I wanted to make all of our own. So everything that's WCCW related, we made. Uh, we did use some real footage. There's some, you know, there's a bit of a bit of real footage in there. But but we also didn't want to go down. The road of of, you know. Uh, going through the WWE and it's you know it's complicated making a film on a on a on a low budget and a quick schedule and and um, you know there's there's always there's a lot of uh, hoops to jump through there and so we uh, we stayed away from that. Yeah, there's always a an approach too of biopics where it's like, are you are you trying to do mimicry or are you trying to get at the heart of who these people are? Right? I mean. Like Carrie Von Eric was a Greek <laughs> god, you know. It's like that's that's hard to that's hard to mimic on film. It's you know? not possible. I, I'm I'm also not interested in the mimicking. You know, I'm yeah. interested in I you know uh, I want certain things to be right, like the space, the some of the costume, like those sorts of things are great, great markers. But 
I'm not interested in the performances trying to match. And, and there's not there's not very many humans on Earth that are Carrie von Eric. Never right. mind. Actors. Uh, so that so that was never going to be that was never going to be a thing being able to do that. But it didn't matter because, you know, if you look at the early early Carrie earlier, like he wasn't that big, you know, it was it was. Um, so we're just we looked at trying to get the silhouette of the three of them. Right. Yeah. And then just like, you know, focusing on the performances and the actors doing their their version of it. Yeah. I mean, I will say that you you really nailed that. And it's kudos to the guys, too, because that that sense of brotherhood comes through really strong. Um, I would say, though, that for me, the secret sauce of this movie is Lily James and Mara Tierney. Yeah. I, I got to sure. say, like when Lily James comes in, she comes in really hot at that outdoor <laughs> scene at the sportatorium. Like I immediately set up in my chair. I was like, OK, you have my attention, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Is it um, yeah, she's incredible, right? Like she just she just has this different energy and she's just, you know, it, 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 it was an interesting area where like. I had to look at Kevin and be like, OK, he survived. He learned how to express himself. He's so he's so like the real Kevin is so open now in interviews. And, you know, it's like, how did he get there? And so it's just like, oh, well, what if the character of Pam, like what if she's just she expresses herself differently? You know, she talks, mm -hmm. to, she comes right at you. And suddenly there's this different, open, honest way of speaking that could could uh, influence him. When you put that scene in when you had the scene of Pam and Doris and the black dress. So I think that that was Michael's funeral, right? Um, yeah. It's a, it's a gut wrenching scene because you, you sort of experience Doris's grief at like another level. It's this idea that she's gone beyond sadness at this point and she's sort of gone into total despair. So how do you work with Mara and Lily to sort of get at that um that feeling that sense of um that sense of the scene uh when those, you're crafting those, that together? Those moments are sort of the the most the sort of the easiest because it's so clear on the page what it needs to be and the reason I'm you know trying to work with these actors is cuz I know these are the moments, you know. I know this. This is the moment that Maura Tierney is going to just know how to do that. I'm, I just mm -hmm. like I love her. Such a fan of her. She has such a deep complexity in her performances, and it's like the silent moment. Where she's just going to get it, and and yeah, I just love that when you're grieving and pushing out all of those. Like instead of talking about the real thing, it's like finding that other thing to be upset about. Mm hmm. And that, um, that, that was the trend to, to explore here. Uh, they're telling me my time's almost up. I got one more question for you, and it's a Fritz question. I thought Holt McElhaney was amazing in this movie, right? You, you sort of get the sense of, like, why David Fincher always brings him in. To this <laughs> film. Um, you know, there's a, there's a wrestling term called working yourself into a shoot, which is basically it means that a wrestler so fully lives their act or their gimmick that it starts to bleed into the reality of who they are for the Fritz von Erich that you were crafting in this film. Did, did you get that sense that he had worked himself into being this iron claw over everything, everything in that Texas territory and even his own kids? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, yeah, I mean, they lived it then 
in this whole other way. And every so when when I was doing research, every Fritz is there's no there's no shortage of Fritz to to work off of. I mean, he says he talks about everything publicly. He would put out you know uh, an hour of television to work on the family brand. I mean, it was you know it, it's just it's there's so much stuff. And it's all branding. It's really, uh, you know, he's like the Kardashians before the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but what I started to do was put it in context. And I try to just be like, all right, if he's saying this, yeah. and he's acting this way, and then I know at home he's going to be tough in this way. Like, what's he really feeling? Where is that line? And and, and I just tried. I just tried to contextualize it and imagine what it is without the cameras on. But knowing that it might be different, it's probably not that different. He's probably living this way for so long. And also, he's going to put a facade on for his boys, too, right? Like, I mean, so it's not that different than the facade he's going to put on for TV or for, for wrestling. Yeah, uh, it's um, it's the territory wrestling is just it's it's such a uh crazy story of just yeah. you know tragedy and glory and like these little kings sort of living all over the country you know and um yeah. and sort of competing with each other but also trying to get along with each other and so i just i just give you credit for um for trying to to craft this together and put put you know real human stakes in this story of the von Erichs. and so congratulations on the film thank you very much really appreciate it Iron Claw is in theaters right now. Go go see it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Nice speaking with you.